0: Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is Season 2, Episode 4, Bridging the Generational Gap in Fiber Arts.
1: Yes. I,
0: we can't (laughs) let it be a lost art. No. Well,
1: and I think that it's really making a comeback. Because now you have like the... Etsy's and Pinterest and the Facebook groups and I think so YouTube. too and I think
0: yep I was just gonna say I think YouTube is a huge contributor to you because so many people rely on YouTube for like literally everything these days and to just be able to like pause and go back and re-watch different things I think is pretty helpful but I feel like too you know I was looking at just different things and I feel like generationally, it's also a thing culturally, depending on at what age, you know, they may start teaching, um, you know, different arts and things like that and skills, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's not just a craft or, I mean, I guess it could be considered a craft or a hobby. But, like, the way that I look at knitting and crochet both or even, you know, macrame and the knots and, like, Those are all really useful skills to have. I know we always talk about like when it goes down or (laughs) we're living little house on the prairie lot. I don't know. I mean, it's just really a good skill to have whether you can barter and trade those items or keep your family warm because you are making blankets that you don't have or whatever. I mean, I think that's really important for kids
1: I feel like, is there a
0: 4-H on knitting or crochet? Do you know? like a Not 4-H? that I know
1: of. At least not when Let's I was in 4-H. get
0: that started. Because I know there are sewing. And like in the home ec categories, there were different. I always took sewing projects. And made myself some sque- sweet like matching scrunchies and vests and shorts outfits. Because mm-hmm. in the 90s, that's what you did.
1: I really uh, want to learn how to use my sewing, sewing machine. machine. I'm so you- intimidated by it. And I don't know why
0: but I am. we need to have a sewing machine party. I will tag in my mother-in-law and we will make it happen because I need her to look at where the bobbin feeds up underneath mm-hmm. on mine some, but something is not right in the tension for the bobbin and like it looks like it's sewing good on the top and then you flip the article over and look at the back and it's like <clears> there's <throat> like a whole bunch of like jammed up thread in every direction underneath oh. of those stitches. And I believe it's something to do with the tension. But I don't want to mess with it because I don't want to mess it up.
1: Yeah. I want to start making myself like some sundresses and stuff.
0: Oh, we totally should. Um, we totally should. I will start looking on. I'm making a note to look. For I always find the
1: cutest prints of fabric. But I'm like, what am I going to do with it though? Like, I can't are you looking like a maxi dress, t-length dress? Like a maxi knee, dress. Looking? Or even like a maxi skirt. I don't like anything above my knees. So if it goes down below my knees, I'd be okay.
0: You know, I'm not a maxi skirt fan for me personally. My shape, I will do the maxi dress. Mm-hmm. But the maxi skirt like just cuts me in half in a weird way. and I'm. It's not, not a good look. I can't do it. I um, like
1: maxi skirts because I like to be able to wear different tops with them because if like, I've got some that have different prints on them. And um, for instance, you'll know what skirt I'm talking about. Our listeners won't, but I have a skirt that it's a maxi skirt and it's got like uh, yellow and coral and like a aqua blue in it and stuff. And I like that I can wear say like a, yellow tank top with a aqua cardigan or something with it but I like being able to mix and match my tops with them
0: yeah and I I feel like for me again it's just a figure thing like they don't ever look good on me there's not a good place to put them unless I try to wear them like hella high up directly under my boobs and then that's not a good look either because I look about nine months pregnant so the maxi dresses are okay I'll tell you what though man anybody listening that is shaped like me or has those concerns look up the shaper mint they are not a sponsor but maybe they'll hear us and shout us out (laughs) shaper mint look up the shaper mint shorts i clearly am a bigger girl i struggle wearing dresses and skirts alike because this is where we get hot and like i don't have a thigh gap i haven't probably since birth so I, you know, it's a concern, but those shorts are magical. They hold everything like up and in and just nice little package and your legs don't rub together. So, uh, that's pretty much where it's at. Um, although back to our youth here, learning Mm -hmm. these skills, I do get a little, I don't know. This could potentially also be the dirty look of the week. I don't know about, it happens in some knitting groups. It also happens actually in some cooking groups where it'll be like, oh, my 12-year-old daughter made this interlact double-sided knitted whatever with 17 different color bobbins sweater jumper. Could you give her some words of encouragement? Okay, first of all,
1: you know damn well,
0: a 12-year-old did not make that.
1: Right, Her 12-year-old with a lot of
0: help. And clearly not in school because when did she find that kind of time on her hands? Yeah. Um, but it's the same thing on some of the cooking sites I follow for recipes and things like, hello, my newborn baby just baked this 17-tier chocolate cake <laughs> with mousse. Please give her a thumbs up. Like, what? Yeah. So, I don't know. Or maybe I'm totally out in left park here. Maybe some of these girls are like, insanely better at knitting than I am. I don't know. Maybe that is true. I don't know. But I just Remy wants to learn how to knit. I told her that I thought maybe crochet would be easier to which I think that just made her mad. And now she's like hell bent on learning to knit which is fine. It's fine. Like I just thought to start her out maybe it would be a little easier but yeah, she's pretty hilarious because she had some needles the other day and she'll have me help her get started, cast it on and She'll get going. She did a row and turned her work and was working on the next row and then I don't know what happened but there was a pile of yarn and she was like yeah I'm done for now and I ripped it all out and (laughs) I'm it's spoken like a true knitter or fair. It is in your blood. She got super mad, ripped the stuff out and walked away from it.
1: Yeah. I was hoping that it would be something that I could pass down to Lucas and he tried a couple times and he was like No. (laughs) No, I don't want to. Yeah. But he's a lot like me though. Like he has to be focused on something, I guess, you know, or moving his hands or whatever, which I figure is probably why he plays a lot of video games because like he's moving his hands on the control or whatever, right? But like I just wish that he would have done something. Has he ever tried more creative.
0: painting? No. Okay, well let me warn you first off, don't give diamond painting sets to a 7 or 8 year old kid.
1: Learn, mm. learn that one the hard
0: mm. way. Um, now, in my defense, I did only allow her to open up one color packet of like the little jewels or I guess Yeah, diamonds. I was going to say, those
1: are like really small pieces, aren't they?
0: Dude, we've been finding them all over this house, I swear to God, for like a year still and like, I mean, I, I vacuum all the time and it'll be like, what's that? Is that stuck on your leg? Oh, it's a burgundy jewel. Imagine that. Like, We are just still finding these things everywhere, which is crazy. But, like, for somebody bigger and older, uh, I feel like maybe a shade more responsible than said seven-year-old child. Uh, I think it is really cool, man. Like, you put the wax and the thing, and they've got ones that are, like, long to where, like, it's a line. Like, you can pick up, like, you know, ten jewels at a time or whatever, Oh, and then different ones that are just singular for the different colors and little trays, and, but it's also supposed to be very calming and good for anxiety and like, you know, just like uh, like working on a puzzle or a whatever. Like a, it's like a color by number, but it's these little jewels yeah. that you're
1: painting it up with. Um, you talking about those little jewel things reminded me of my mom and glitter. Like she hated glitter. There were two things we were not allowed to have growing up: glitter and play doh.
0: Uh, Play-Doh was on our list as well. We were also not allowed to have it.
1: I remember I got a Barbie one time um, that wore this like red outfit and came with red glitter. It was either for my birthday or for Christmas. I feel like it was. I feel like it's maybe for my birthday. Um, And my mom was livid because she specifically put on the invitations. It is okay if you want to bring a gift, but no glitter or Play-Doh, but you better believe that Barbie doll came with the glitter and she was livid. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, mom was real big on no
0: Play-Doh. Also, like, I could not even fathom what she would have been like trying to raise today's kids who are all making slime with, like, the meth lab in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I, mean, I tell you so what so would cool.
1: happen not making slime. hundred percent. We were, oh my gosh, we were at
0: baseball, which a couple years ago. And this one little girl that used to always play with Remy, her brother was on the team, and they're in the same grade, so, like, they would always bring their dolls and Barbies and whatever and play uh, at baseball. Well, one time she came, and she has this, like, like a glad bowl, like a, you know, throwaway Tupperware bowl, Mm -hmm. and it's full of slime, and I'm just like, why, like why why let your kid bring a bowl of slime to freaking baseball that's
1: yeah it's dirty out there and it's
0: right so of course Remy's like oh she's got slime can we play with the slime and I'm like oh well I'm watching this little girl try to get it out of this container and they did not mix something correctly because oh it's like sticking to her hands and like oh no she touches it it's just everywhere and it's like like oozy liquidy but also sticking to everything like then it's Mm. on the bleachers then it's on the ground like oh and her mom was mad and I'm like yep Remy and that is why we don't do slime like
1: right, it is a no from us yeah Um, we tried when I was a kid making like the homemade play-doh stuff in school it wasn't like we didn't try to make it at home we made it at school and it was like water and borax and like Cornstarch and all kinds of stuff, and brought that home from school. That went straight in the trash. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. don't even open that Ziploc back up. Bag up. Throw it in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that mom now though. Sometimes, because I'll
0: tell you, Remy this year brought home a bag with like it was a Ziploc bag, and it was like taped shut with packing tape. But in the Ziploc bag was like glitter and shaving cream, and they mm. had shut the bag to where there was like no air in it and then sealed it off and then we're like writing letters and in, in it so like i get the idea oh okay never been
1: put in a backpack sent <laughs> no.
0: home. do that it's cool throw the stuff away carry on
1: i know and i probably sound like just a terribly unfun mom because i'm sure our listeners are probably like are your kids allowed to play with anything but yes just not stuff that gets ground into the carpet <laughs> yes,
0: and in the what complete opposite spectrum, um, I tried to be the fun mom, and one time I did this project painting hands of the kids in different shades of green to make a Christmas wreath for everyone, and Gatlin couldn't stand having paint on his hand and was like freaking out about it. So I can't win when I'm trying to be the fun mom either, because what I think is fun is not necessarily fun to them, and perhaps why there is a generational age gap with fiber arts and a lot of things, I guess. It's I don't know, it's hard to get kids to relate to think that's cool. Like why learn how to twist this yarn up and make something out of it when I can go watch a video on how to build a recordable glitter bombing package thief pirate catching <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's, Yeah. Yeah, go ahead on with your with your yarn there, mom. Like
1: so I get it. Well, and not even always so much like the fiber arts too, but I think about a lot of times, a lot of the other crafts that have been passed down through generations, like for instance, like knife making um, or yes. like, you know, the forging types of, yeah. And some of that stuff is just outright dangerous. And I know that I am the type of mom that, for instance, I started crocheting when I was eight my stepmom taught me I don't think though that she would have taught me glass blowing at the age of eight you know what I mean and I feel like there's a small window too where you can really be engaging in that kind of stuff because I'm sure it's probably really hard to get say a teenager who's now interested in other things to be interested in something like that yeah so,
0: I don't know. It's it's crazy to, like, I mean, I'm not a helicopter mom. Maybe I'm, like, a private Jane, jet mom, like, I, or airplane mom. I don't know. I wouldn't say helicopter mom, but borderline, if I'm being honest. Because there's no way, if Remy even brought a paper home from school or Gatlin, for that matter, that said hey mom, there's a glass blowing club after school on (laughs) Wednesdays. I'd be like, oh, like hell there is. I'll see you at 2.30. You know what I mean? Like, What? what? I don't know. Now, my high school, where I did high school at uh, in Eastern PA there was pretty unique. We had really, really great art programs. Like, did you want to take jewelry making where you literally started with sheet metal cut and filed it down, soldered it to make a ring and stamped it out like or you could do like pottery throwing. We have like four wheels in our art class. You could do the pottery throwing on the wheels like just really cool options for art and even then, you know what wasn't an option? Anything to do with like weaving or spinning yarn or why not? Like I feel like man, am I going to have to start a a petition? Listeners, would you sign this petition to get fiber arts in schools? I feel like we need to make this a thing.
1: Yeah. And I think finding people who have like the time to volunteer to do stuff like that too. It's probably difficult also because, you know, you and I working full time. My kids aren't in sports, but yours are. And like they have a game at you know five o'clock or practice at five o'clock well we don't get off work till five o'clock and school gets out at what like 2 ish yeah yeah and she gets it's out at like
0: 35 and she gets out at like three
1: yeah so it's like when do you like who who can clear their schedule to volunteer for that well and i'll tell you there? it's
0: hard i can you know it's it's weird parents are weird when it comes to sports or even like like our cheer stuff this past year like everybody definitely wants to say but nobody really wants to volunteer their time to coach yeah so it's difficult i'll tell you our team ended up making the playoffs i'm not Real sure how, unless it was like everybody gets to go type of situation because we had a really rough season, but we didn't even know it was an option. So, like, I felt really bad because we had booked, we had a weekend at Great Wolf Lodge, and they're like, Guess what? We made the playoffs. We've got a game Saturday. See you there. And I'm like, "Mm -mm. Nope, you will not see us there. So, I like sent a message out to these parents, like, Hey, anybody guy's going to be around Saturday? Would you care to just, I mean, our girls knew all their cheers. It's not like, you know, you don't have to coach them. You just got to sit there with them, make sure nobody gets crazy and yeah. rickets and the group chat. So then I literally started messaging individual moms like, Hey, you, you always are really helpful. Any chance you want to? Nope, nothing. Finally, I talked one mom into it, but it's just crazy. Cause it's like you said, you know, to introduce something new or you know when it comes to cheer i get a little frustrated our girls don't really do any stunting or anything even at the high school level in our district and you're never going to get a college scholarship if you're not doing those things
1: i feel like you have to go to like a division one school to do that kind of stuff
0: i don't know i was looking i was literally looking up over the weekend because because
1: this is what my brain
0: does you know i got a million things i could be doing around this house or just in life in general and i'm like what's that get crazy about cheerleading stunting when your kid's only eight let's look up the ohio rules let's look up the osaa whatever regulations on what level stunting is allowed and there's a lot of good rules that break it down but see like my high school again was in pennsylvania we were not like a division one school basketball we were okay football we sucked royally royally were terrible at football But we did some stunting that was off the hook, man. We went to nationals like three out of the four years I was in high school. And we had girls go on to get cheerleading scholarships. And it's just sad to me because I don't know that girls that cheer locally here, even though that's an option.
1: Yeah. Like, unless you're involved
0: in the pay-to-play, like, super expensive, you know, all-star type cheer stuff, then, what? I don't know. I wonder if
1: it's like an insurance thing like is a school like if someone falls off the top of the pyramid we I can't afford it
0: too. um i'm like sign a waiver they sign one for everything else football yeah. what's that your kid's gonna have cte later in life sign right here saying you don't care like yeah so i don't know why we couldn't get him to sign a waiver for it but i'm gonna work on it as remy gets older it's something i wanna work on because I feel like female athletes especially don't have the same opportunities that male athletes do per se. Just because there's more men's sports or boys' sports, I feel like in, you know, just in general, not saying one versus the other, just there are more sports for boys. Right. So I feel like shooting's is a missed opportunity. And if it's something that from a young age these girls are passionate about, then then they should know about it. But, you know, I also feel passionate about knitting and I don't know, maybe as Remy gets older, maybe I'll start a club at the middle school or high school to see and help them. I don't know. I'll drag you into it. Don't you worry. When when would I have time for that? We will make time. She's eight and in third grade, so we've got a good three years.
1: Three years from
0: now, Lucas will be, what, a junior? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we'll make time we'll be able to make time then for like a half an hour a weekish.
1: I was gonna say I can just see though how the conversation would go with our boss hi hey, we need to dip out of work two hours early so we can teach knitting and crochet and he'd be like "Bet you don't
0: <laughs> but you don't have to do see, that no 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 and and you know and what we do is selling we'd have to sell it like hey <laughs> we are donating our time to a community service project uh through the youth outreach program and the school district like we'd have to pour it on yeah and we would love if you would allow us the opportunity to partake in said event we don't have to elaborate that we're actually just going to be knitting and crocheting and teaching other people to hoard yarn the way that we do true um it's all about that delivery. We will just pour it on thickly and I don't know, maybe even get in the company newsletter or magazine publications highlighting our can-do community service attitude. That's true. See? Winning all the way around here. I, I don't know. I think... I don't know. Remy's only eight and... She's pretty eager to learn. So I definitely think she will along in life. Especially because clearly I don't plan on giving it up anytime soon. So she's going to continue seeing us do it all the time. Yeah. Um. Man, these cables, I'll tell you what. I haven't been working on my temperature blanket as much as I should be. Because as we know, I like to work on it a whole bunch. And then put it up for a few days. And work on everything but that. But I started trying to learn cables uh, from grandma's book that I've talked about mm-hmm. um, on our I don't remember what episode that was to grandmother's house we go if you want to look it up search that episode. But We talked about this book it's super cool my grandpa got it for my grandma for 1990 Christmas. Love. <laughs> oh. It's written on the inside of the book which is really cute but it's just got all these cool it's got. It's a needlework book. So it's got tons of embroidery stitches, crochet stitches, knitting stitches, uh, loom work and latch work and making rugs. And I mean, all, just all kinds of stuff, really. But there's cables, a page of cables. So I'm like, all right, well, let's give this a go. Problem is, I got a little overconfident. The first round of what they call rope cables, pretty easy. Mm-hmm knocked him out of the park looked awesome really feeling myself about it yeah feeling great so then i'm like oh look at this ultra complicated cable two rows down in the book this doesn't look so bad you just mastered that it's kind of similar let's do it and i have knitted this two series so 16 it's an eight row pattern 16 rows at least 64 times if not oh more, <laughs> in the past like three days and then ripped them out and started over because something i was doing and i made the mistake of asking the knitting groups don't do that just don't do it don't do it if you have a question and you don't know someone who specifically knits or crochets don't think you're going to post it in a group and that you're going to get resourceful answers not happening um but i I did because I was desperate for help. Something about the left side of the cables wouldn't connect right. The right side looked perfect. Left side, not there. But everybody, like I posted the pattern. And everybody in these groups are like, oh, it's easy to get confused. You probably cabled backward instead of forward. And I'm like, nope. I can assure you via the 65th time I've done it, I definitely cabled back and forward in the right spots. Like something else. And actually what it turned out to be, is that I get messed up when there's asterisks, and you know how you repeat what's in the asterisks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way they had this written was in it was like asterisk, or yeah, asterisk, pearl five, knit three, cable three, knit three, knit the three from the cable. Like you just kind of go back and forth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it said do this twice, so I was doing it, but I was including the knit three at the beginning
1: each time we did it
0: um, mm-mm. supposed to just purl the five knit the three and then jump into the three by three cables
1: Yeah, you know, just from the asterisk tongue and then yeah. yeah
0: but the way this book is not like maybe old school they did it a little differently because it looks like between the asterisk includes the purl five and oh. the knit three and so that's where I was losing it it was good up mm-hmm. until that point and then I kept doing what I thought I was supposed to but somebody finally was like hey jump straight into the cables after that knit three and see what happens from there and I was like okay but man I'm probably not going to be able to work on it at all tonight because my forearms and hands are so sore I've never been sore like that just from a knitting excursion
1: (laughs) I was was like that the other day I was making I think it was the hat was what I was working on oh yeah the hat with the bow on it and, um, but the night before that I had been doing my temperature blankets and then, um, or the same night I was doing the temperature blankets. And then I started that hat with the bow on it. And then by the time I was done with cause I had a couple nights of temperature blankets that I needed to catch up also. And by the time I got done with that hat, I was like, I just don't even know that my hands are going to be able to type tomorrow. Actually, <laughs> oh
0: last night. I cannot move my fingers <laughs> all night. I couldn't get comfortable
1: sleeping. Like.
0: My hands just ached and like I'd like have them up here. I'd have them below my head like under the pillow. Nothing. Nothing. So tonight I'm going to take some ibuprofen before bed. But yeah, I do feel really good that I figured it out. And I'm going to try to rock it out here. I also am really excited. I know I shared this with you. I don't know if anybody listening like blocks your if you block your work or not. I know. Some people are crazy about it. Some people are not. I'm going to be honest. I don't do it often unless it's really like required for the pattern to look right or lay right or whatever. I'm not, you know, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I don't like to do it often. There are some people in my groups that I kid you not block their dishcloths.
1: I don't block anything. <laughs> think, I'm sorry. You're blocking a dishcloth. I probably that you're literally should, going but... to
0: put directly in water. Yeah. Lose its shape immediately. Yeah. Um. I did block my cable headband just because the edges were really curled up, and that helps it like lay a little flatter and relax it a little bit more. But I was looking on Amazon and eBay and Walmart and everywhere just trying to find a good deal on blocking mats, Mm -hmm. and they're really expensive. Yeah, for foam. Right, (laughs) it's literally foam. You're exactly right. And so I'm like, man. So I finally put some in the cart. Uh the cheapest ones I found. They weren't that bad. And I was like, okay, you're gonna need them. And over the course of the next 20 years, you're gonna be glad you bought these. But then I was like, no. Like guilt always sets in anytime I try to be nice and buy myself something. So I just left them in the cart for now. Went to Dollar Tree and lo and behold, ta-da! Dollar Tree, at least here in our town, has foam they're like I'd say like two inches thick foam kneeler mats like for gardening mm-hmm. perfect perfect perfect
1: what did you tack them down with like some tacks or straight pins or straight something? pins okay. no a lot of
0: people use like a t-shaped pin and they're more expensive but Walmart had straight pins like yeah. a 500 little Tupperware pack for like three bucks so I totally did straight pins and then like I'm just not that good at it yet. So I eyed it up as best as I could. But as it started to dry, like, certain spots where I had maybe the tension a little too tight on the pins looked like it was kind of, like, pointy. So I just moved the pins about halfway through it drying down, like, a peg each from where they were so that it would oh like, okay out. And that worked really well. I bought two of them for literal $2. And the straight pens like it's for three. So $5 is what I have invested in this. And so far, I've already used it once and it worked good. So I feel like for $5, I've already got my money out of it. And, yeah. I mean, I could probably go back and buy a couple more and like gorilla glue them to make them like one big flat surface if I ever wanted to block something bigger. But quite frankly, yeah, I don't really make big stuff. So like this, $2. It was a great, great investment.
1: Well, um, and I think if you're making things too for... For instance, festivals coming up. Blocking makes it look nicer and cleaner lines and more professional looking. You know what I mean? For yes. To set it out on the table. The washcloths that people are blocking—that I don't understand because I mean, I unless they're trying to sell them or whatever. Fine, but yeah, if they're going to be washing with it, like what's. What's the point? It's, om- it's almost like the people who like iron their underwear. Why? You, <laughs> why do, you do that? literally just took
0: the words out of my mouth. <laughs> that was exactly my next line. Like the weirdos <laughs> that are ironing their underwear. What yeah, is I just, you? it doesn't
1: make any sense to me. It doesn't it make doesn't any sense. Either, why? Or the I'm... iron their sheets. I know that I think that's kind of an older generation thing because you know, I do know people of the older generation who would like iron their sheets, but This was just a conversation the other day.
0: Do you use a fitted and flat sheet? Yes. Okay, (laughs) 100%. Yes. And I don't know what kind of monsters do not use flat sheets. My husband is one of those monsters. God love him. I have to have a flat sheet. It's like the coldness and the the clean, crisp feeling between the blanket. Like I must, must have a flat sheet. And apparently, it's like a An outgoing phase of generations, I guess. It's no one these days uses a flat sheet.
1: Lucas doesn't use a flat sheet. And I don't know if Ethan does or not. I mean, they have them. They just don't use them. They're usually just like balled up on the floor. (laughs) Remy does
0: not. Only because she is the worst sleeper. Like, she's always cold in the night, but kicks off her blankets. I could cover her up and no more than try to walk away and... It, I mean, she's already kicked them all off. So she has two comforters that she sleeps with to try to just stay warm at some point if she could keep one of them on. Gatlin has a top sheet and a fitted sheet, and he's like me, has to have it. Doesn't like if his sheet gets messed up, if it's not the right way. I'm also very specific because my sheet, my top sheet, comes like a foot and a half down and over top of the comforter. So that when my arms are over top. I also don't have to touch the comforter that way. I'm just not a big fan of comforters. Like, I like cold, soft, don't give me itchy. I need to
1: be tucked in real tight. Down at the end. Because I don't Mm -hmm. like it being too loose. I want my blankets to be really tight.
0: I do the pick my feet up. The sheet and comforter goes under it. And then I put my feet back down on top of it. Oh, okay. It's a whole thing. Remy's like you though. She sleeps in socks and doesn't think anything about it.
1: I have to sleep with socks on. I or the whole rest of my body feels cold.
0: Would refuse to sleep if somebody said look <laughs> you have to stay up for 24 hours or wear these socks to go to bed. And I'd be like cool oh, where's the Red Bull? Like, <laughs> Out of control. I would oh that would be torture. The
1: torture. My biggest problem with sleeping is um I sleep with two of my three dogs. One of them sleeps sleeps in the living room on the couch, like she patrols like the house. And then the other two dogs are in my bedroom. They sleep on my bed, um, and and that's how they prefer it. Vegas doesn't even like to walk in the bedroom. I don't I don't know what that's <laughs> about, but she <laughs> she she wants nothing to do with the bedroom. She just sleeps on the couch. Um, but uh, the other two sleep in my bed. And that's my biggest problem, is that they have no courtesy to, like, my space, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so I'm, like, teetering on the edge of the bed just so that I don't inconvenience them on you should their size the bed.
0: We only have one. She's about seven pounds, yet she, too, takes up the king bed and... Like, you'll go to just move or roll over and be like, what in the, oh, oh, that's, that's the dog. She's really bad about curling up directly, like, behind my spine or behind, like, the bend of my knees if I'm sleeping on my side. So you go to try to move and it's just all bad. But she's, she is an under the cover sleeper also, which makes it a little difficult because I'm always afraid I'm just going to crush her. But man, she just doesn't ever want to come out from under the covers.
1: Ours, they sleep on top of the covers, but um, they have their spots. Lucky is always down at the end of the bed. And uh, Spade sleeps up by my head, resting his head oh. on Eric's pillow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because baby. with Eric, you know, working nights, it's, I mean, the right. Spade sleeps in, on his side of the bed. But on the weekends, though... Like you can tell they're horribly inconvenienced when Eric is home because <laughs> Eric, you know, of course, sleeps on his side of the bed. But he they're only inconvenienced for a couple hours because he doesn't usually come to bed to like three or four o'clock in the morning because he's just always on that yeah. time zone, you know. And so they'll get down off the bed when he comes to bed and lay on the floor usually or try to both squeeze in at the end of the bed. <laughs> Um, lucky, though, she will try to sleep in between us if you'll let her. She'll try to scooch right in be, right in between us. But there really just is no room for that. But um, she's definitely, she's mom's girl. She likes to be right hot on my heels.
0: That is Liza. She's something else. But something she does that drives me insane. And it maybe it's just a little dog thing. But she constantly, like, is rooting to where, like, trying to, we always joke, like, trying to fluff up the pillows, but she will get on, like, the comforter or the blanket or whatever, and, like, it's not to her standard, so she starts, like, pawing at it and digging at it, like, trying to, like, fluff it up or move it around or whatever, and I'm like, dog. She'll do it to like a pillow, and I'm like, "Hi, that's a pillow. You can't do anything else to it. It's a pillow." <laughs> but she likes to lay under the blankets, so she'll scratch at the blankets to get up under them or whatever. But uh, sometimes I'm just tired, and I don't want to hear her fluffing that thing. I'm like, "Okay, lay down. It's fluffy. Lay down."
1: Yeah, we have one cat that she likes to hide under the pillows, and you have to check sometimes, make sure she's not actually under a pillow before you lay your head down. Oh. I love it. They're also high maintenance. I don't even know like I mean obviously it's it's because they control me and I and I know that's not. I know that's not good, but they are uh i I don't know like they run a pack of their own. And it's like they just they run this house right they yes we we just live in it pay the bills. I love it.
0: Well, tell us, um, if you're listening, we want to hear about your furry friends. Tell us about your pets. Who runs your house?
1: Yeah, Um, and if you want to send us pictures, post those on our page, and we give you a heart reaction or whatever, but don't comment on it. We are really trying to comment back to you on your comments. I don't understand what's happening with Facebook
0: yes something is wrong if you comment on our stuff we always try to comment back and it's like this weird red message pops up it's like "Mm -mm, you're not posting today and we're not sure why so we do really try to comment back sometimes you may see us even comment as ourselves instead of under our page but um share those pictures like Sarah said we would love to send them there and post them with the rest of our listeners so everybody can see our furry friends or Tell us when you got your start. How early were you when you learned your craft? We would love to know. You can uh, find us on social media our Facebook, our uh, Instagram, our TikTok. Everything is the same at Hooks DL, Or you can email us. It is spelled all the way out, Needleshooksanddirtylooks at gmail.com. Uh, we would really love to hear from you. You can also hit us up, uh, Hooks and Dirty Looks Podcast Year Long Stitch group on Facebook. Uh, We are there still rocking out our amazing temperature-related products, and they're all really coming along nicely, so you can join us in there if you want to. We would love to hear from you. Um, Otherwise, we have a really fun episode, hopefully planned for next week as well. We might tease more on that in a bit, Uh, so be on the lookout on our social media this week for some updates, but Sarah is over there running that Instagram page, really just wanting to hear from you, and... (laughs) If anybody wants to teach me how to work TikTok, I am still waiting to hear from you. So, please, uh, if nothing else, feel free to wave or say hello at NeedlesXDL. And otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.